Live. Good morning, Rabbi Isai. Today's shir is sponsored. Lilish Masimi, Rus Pas Mordechai. Sponsored anonymously for Rafur Shlema, for Chaim Schneir Zalman Ben Sora Nechoma should have Rafur Shlema. Seymour Liebman sponsored today's shir for Rafur Shlema for Shifra Bas. Miriam, who's having surgery today. And by Jeff Gordon, our friend from Florida. You probably remember his uh, beautiful video that he sent in. Jeff Gordon says, for the 28th yard side of his mother, Gila Bas Yehuda. Also, a thank you to Rav Eli for helping me start every day on the right foot. Sishkoyach Jeff, sponsored by Yitzchak Hershkovitz of Yitzi's distributor of fine foods. I know the guy. Great guy. For his father's yard, Zeich Nishmas, Avi Moiri, Rabbi Avram Yaakov ben Remeir, and in honor of the birth of my grandson, Rafaleb Korlina Koyen. I also want to thank Rav Eli for sometimes saving me from giving up on the daf with his great explanation and great pictures, Tiskul and Mitzvahs, Yishkoyach Yitzi. Quick email over here. We have a lot to accomplish. We have slichas to get to. Uh, this is an anonymous email. Yes, that should be anonymous. Rabbi Eli Shlita, it's very inspiring to be part of the Yoimi. The part, the daft part is not easy, especially since my luck, I decided to start with Erevin. However, the pictures are phenomenal. Even, I don't, even though I don't get it, I try to make it back the next day. If I don't make it back the next day, I try to make it the day after. If I make it late, I'll show up. I like the Zoom much better than the YouTube, which I was doing haphazardly. The Zoom makes me feel more part of and holds a kfiyas where YouTube is when I want. The kids are saying that sometimes he wants it. Zoom is more of a kfiyas. I get it. The approach you taught us to do the best we can in helping me keep relatively steady. My perfectionism and Jewish guilt, which I dive Hashem to help me make progress over, can paralyze my growth and success in learning and I'm grateful for the progress and your direction. That was basically what Michael Cohen was referring to yesterday, that Jewish guild, that perfectionism. How much could you zoom out, Gary? Don't look into that thing for now. <laughs> out, out. I want to see if you can see Nachman, Dr. Factor, because it looks like I'm talking to myself over here. No, that's it? Hello. The, only Dr. Factor. Oh, oh, there's a couple more. That's my brother, Yosef Ehrman. Okay, Givaldi. Oh, wow. Okay, I see. You can see Avigar here. Beautiful. Okay. Um, as we approach Rosh Hashanah, we're all looking for brachas and running to Kivrit Sadiqin for good lawyers, which I'm doing best, I know. Also, for me, Torah is alive. And however, Bikitsar is saying, I don't want to give it away what he says here, and otherwise it won't make sense, but we'll just keep it to this that people are looking for zgulas for Kivrit Tzadikim, for Rabbanim, for Brachas. And you can just sit down and learn Adaf Gemara. It does a better job, actually. 100%. Torah, there's nothing like Torah. Nobody will argue that. Before I wish you to make it a great day, I wish you a nice day, I'll come here. I've learned that everything is from the Rabbanish Loyalom, as Ramila would say, a beautiful day is a cocktail from Hashem. Ksiva Chasim Toyva, Gud Kibench, Azizi we will to learn a lot of Torah together, Be'ez Hashem. Yeshekoyach, and thank you. Talmud B'Simcha. Name withheld. 
All right, Rabbi Sai, we are holding like 20 lines from the bottom of the Flamet Ches, Omud Beis. Hold on, hold on. I gave it to you. you just, yeah, yeah, I gave it to you. You forgot that I gave it to you. Yeah, if, you did, if not, come back. But I did give it to you. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Shkoyach. Says the Gemara, Elohadisnan. We'll give you a few seconds to find the place. Elohadisnan. Like 20 lines from the bottom of the Chesom base. Today's, of course, Lamites. Rav says that the halacha is like Rabbi Yelezer, and he brings four Tanoim, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Shmuel, who agreed to Rabbi Yelezer that what? That when you have a Shabbos and a Yontif together, just added a couple of designs to make it more interesting. You have Shabbos with the candles, Yontif, like what we have this year, a shofar, back to back. Rivelezer holds, yes, they are back to back, but it's like a Monday and a Tuesday which are back to back, and they have no connection to each other in terms of Kedusha. It's two separate Kedushas. And therefore, I may place two Eruvim on Erev Shabbos, let's say, Erev Yontif, one going to the west, one going to the east. And on Shabbos, I'll go in this direction. On Yantav, I'll go in this direction. If I want, I could eliminate one, eliminate the other one, do whatever I want. Why? Because it's two Kedushas. Elohadisna. Says in the Mishnah, Rib Lezo Oimer, Yantav has some Shabbos, Beimelefonel, Beimelacharel, Ma'orev Adam, Shnei Eruvin, Habi'inan, Suda Haru'uyam, Ibadyam. So, as we finished yesterday, we were talking about the concept called su'udah haru'uya, wine that becomes miser as night comes in. Ben Ashmashis is not a su'udah haru'uya, the Gemara said. You need a su'udah during the day. So ask the Gemara a very simple question. How could you say that I could place an Erev here and an Erev here? When this Erev on this side works... I could only go to this side. So I'm limited by the city limit to this, this way. There's a big X. I cannot go this way at all on Shabbos. I'm traveling in this direction only. Okay, so on Shabbos, when I'm standing over here, can I eat this challah over here? I cannot eat it. Because it's past the city. So it's not a suda haruya. This challah has to be roi for me to eat during the daytime, before Yontif. On Shabbos afternoon, I have to be able to eat it. We just said, every su'udah, every Erev, I must be able to eat it physically. Physically, I must be able to be here and eat it before Yontif comes in. As Yontif comes in, that banish I have to be able to eat it. I can't. I can't get here because I'm stuck with this Erev. I'm over here from this part of my city, this way. I cannot go one step in this direction. Says the Gemara, a very easy answer. Who told you that this is the case? That he put it all the way at the end of the 2,000 Amah. From the city, you count 2,000 Amah, and that's where he placed his Chala. And he placed this Chala, 2,000 Amah, perhaps... It's the same picture, just different amos. Maybe he put it a thousand amo. Think about it. This individual only has to go three thousand amo on Shabbos and Yantav. That's where his Rebbe is. That's where the shul he's going to is. He doesn't need the max limit. All he needs is three thousand amos, but he's stuck. You're only allowed to go two thousand amos on Shabbos and Yantav. So what does he do? 
he places a challah a thousand amma away from his city. One thousand amma. And he places a challah one thousand amma this way. So now on Shabbos, right over here, he's able to walk past the city and get his challah because it's all within two thousand amas. Now you're going to ask me, but the city itself takes up a lot of room. The city itself is 2,000 amas, let's say. It's 5,000 amas. Whatever, however big a city is, we don't count it at all. We count it as four amas. The whole city is four amas. What we count is this area, this area, this chala and this chala are considered within 2,000 amas of each other. Therefore, on Shabbos I can walk from here to here, and it's ro'i l'su'uda, and that's why it's a good Eruv. But Enochanami, if I place my Eruv 2,000 amas away from here, and 2,000, I cannot walk from here to here on Shabbos. It's more than 2,000 amas. It's not a Suda Haru Loy, I missed the, the, the word loy. Loy, the manach lebesoyfelaf amalekanamsefelaf amal. We don't have, if, if that was wrong, then we just wasted 10 seconds. Okay, I hope you're right. Loy, the manach lebesoyfelaf amalekanamsefelaf amalekan. I know, but I gotta warn you for next time. Elo, hod omarav yehudo, erav beraglov yoim rishoin, ma'arav beraglov yoim sheni. If a person makes an erav by physically being there, He's using his own body, his own self as the Eruv. There's nothing better than that. I'm kind shvisa. I take up residence by being there. Not by cheating and putting a challah there. But the is, you have to show up the second day as well. So, for day one, I show up. And for day two, I show up. Eruv bepas b'yom rishoyin, ma'ariv bepas b'yom sheni. Now, if he, if he uses a bread on the first day, so he has to redo it, he has to say, he has to bring his bread back on the second day. We'll see in a second, same bread, not the same bread. Ask the Gemara, HaKamechin Miyantav L'Shabbos. What's going on here? The Gemara understands that when it comes to a bread, and you're using the same bread, I understand. So I can take that bread and put it, use it for the first day, then take that bread, replace it, and use it for the second day. But when I use my own physical body, and I come, Erev, Shabbos, and I use my body, and I say, ah, this is my residence. Then for Yantav, I come with my body. What do I do when I come with my body? Do I have to say something? I just show up? So l'chayre, you have to say something. You have to say, shvisasi bimkaymi. These are words I got from Rashi. Shvisasi bimkaymi, Rashi says. Now, when do I say that? I'm saying it on Shabbos, right before Yantav comes in. First comes Shabbos, then comes Yantav. Or first, first comes Yantav, then comes Shabbos. But I need to be in day number one, whatever that day is, right before I need to say, I'm making an Eruv. No, if I'm making an Eruv, isn't that 
preparing for the next day, for the following day? How, how can I do Achana when Achana is the Isidar Raisa? I can't prepare from a Shabbos to a Yontif or from a Yontif to a Shabbos Midar Raisa. So, how can I make an Erev on one day for the next day? He doesn't say anything. When he goes there, he doesn't, he doesn't have to say a thing. He doesn't have to say, He goes there, he's quiet, and he sits down. says, If a person who's sleeping, is that enough to be kind of shvisa? Oh, what better way to take up a residence than taking a good chrup, sleeping there? Rabbi Yechon Berge says it's a good Eruv. Chacham say not. What about a watermelon? If a watermelon is there, does the watermelon have 2,000 Amis? Or we base the watermelon on the person wherever he goes. So, so according to Rabbi Yechon Ben-Nuri, who says that a person who's sleeping is like a watermelon, he can't do anything. And he still has an Eruv, he goes 2,000 Amis in any direction. He doesn't have to say anything physically. Just him being there makes him... An Erov, he goes, he just took up residence, he goes 2,000 Amis in every direction. So to a watermelon. Okay. But we're not talking about a watermelon, we're talking about more of a person. So when I go with my body physically on Shabbos to take up residence in a certain place, so it's not that I'm making an Erov for Yantav, I just happen to be there. If I had to say things, I had to take up my Siddur, and start saying, uh, uh, what do you guys say? The Nusach Svar, Hinini Mechaven. It's also to say according to Litvaks. Hinini Mechaven, Hinini Mechaven, I don't even know how to say it. The Shem Yichud, you can't say it according to the Gehazah. Yeah. Okay, it's a different, different, different thing. Hachana. No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 you can't. It's, the the Nusach is not good. Anyway, so I. If I don't have to take out my siddur, just me being there, that's not achana. As Rabbi Yochanan says, you just sleeping there is okay. Says the Gemara, Even Rabbanon who argue Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri and say that sleeping individual is not an Erev. I can learn to Rabbanon later Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri will be yashin. That's because he was sleeping. Sleeping is like a dead man. He can't say anything. He can't do anything. The loy motzi Omar. A person who's wide awake. I don't know if this is in the same gather as whatever, but the point is that he's awake and he could say it if he wants to, therefore he doesn't say it and it works even according to Rabbanon. Perhaps even Rabbanon will agree to Rabbi Yechon Benuri in this case that you don't have to say anything. If Mar, meaning Rabbah, not Rabbah Barav Khanan who's saying this, Rabbah Barav Khanan says to Abaye, if Rabbah would have heard the following statement, he wouldn't have said this whole idea that you could just sleep there and make an Eruv on Shabbos for Yantav, that you just show up there. Why? It says, It's also on Shabbos to go to the end of your field to try to figure out how much water you need, how many seeds, where to bring the tractor. It's all Shabbos. You can't do that stuff. Don't go to the end of the city. That's where the bathhouses were, right outside of the city. 
So don't go there with your towel. It's pretty obvious what you're doing. Everybody understands you want to do something that's usher to do on Shabbos. It's usher to go into a bathhouse on Shabbos. They made xeri. We learned himself the Shabbos. Hot water. You might boil up the water. Betzim, you could. Xeri, you can't. Don't do that. So how could you go with your Arab or with yourself to a certain spot in the desert? Because that's where you want to take up your residence so that you can walk tomorrow on Yantav. That's Achana. Just like you're not allowed to go to the end of the city to take a bath after Shabbos. You can't go to your field, so you can't go to make an Arab. Says the Gemara of Have he would have regretted it, Rabbi would have taken it back. He would not take it back. Rabbi knows about this Brisa. Hasam, Mucha when you go with your towel or even without your towel, why in the world are you going to the end of the city? Everybody knows what you're doing. They know that there's a bathhouse 10 feet away. They know that you're preparing to take a nice bath. That's awesome. When you go to your field, why are you staring at your vegetables? What's wrong with you? Because you want to do something that's also to do on Shabbos. It's muchach. Hasa milsa, milsahi. Over here, there's no proof that what you want to do is something usher. Listen to this, Rabbi Yisai. Unbelievable. If he's a Tamad Chacham, Amri, people are going to say, Amrinon, Shmaito Meshchatei. The learning. He was so involved in Torah, he, he partially forgot where he was going. He, was just, he just started walking. He, he went out of the Tchum. He went out of the Tchum. They say, I mean, uh, there's so many stories. I, I, a thousand stories. The, the, the Chazanish was walking with someone on Rechov Chazanish towards the basic forest over there. Every day he used to take a walk. And then, uh, so his, his, one of the grainers said, okay, now we have to turn back. He said, but it was such a short Rambam. Like, he was thinking, learning, he had no idea where he was. But I, I want to say a, a nice story from, because it's Rosh Hashanah, from my Sephardi friends, my Sephardi Chaverim. Rabbi Vadi Yosef, Rabbi Zilberstein says this myself, that Rabbi Yashiv was going somewhere. And Rabbi Zilberstein, his son-in-law, says, where are you going? Everybody knows Rabbi Yashiv is very, very punctual. Why would he start going? He said, I have to be Mavaka Chayla. Who? Rabbi Yosef. He broke his leg. He says, for breaking a leg, you're going to be Mavaka Chayla? No, it's not the, that's why you're Mavata. He says, no. He was on a ladder. If you look at his, uh, he had a beautiful library. He was on the ladder of the thing, and he was looking at a safer, and he forgot where he was, and he went down, and he, he just fell down, and he broke his leg. We have to be mind. says, that's not breaking a leg. That's a havasatari. That's not knowing where you are. That's going out of the tchum when you're learning. Says the Gemara, Itzuvim Rabbanon hu, Amrinon shmaitam shachti. He's, he's, he's in the middle of learning. People are going to say, you know, everybody's going to understand that guy is in the middle of learning. Rabbi is saying, this, this is going to make everybody feel good. But most of us, nobody's hush at us really for learning while we're walking, right? So look what the Gemara says about us. If you're an Amaritz, Amrinon Chamore Yirkeslei. He's missing, he's looking around for his donkey. In other words, Rabbi Sai, it's not an Amaritz, it's everybody that's not in the first category. Everybody that's not in the learning, I'm thinking learning while I'm walking, is in the category of Amaritz. So if I insulted you, Rabbi Ness, or whoever you are out there that I called you Amaritz, obviously there's a hundred, we're all Amaritzim, unfortunately. Amrina Chamare Yikasle, you go looking for a donkey. Looking for a donkey. Yeah. I was looking for a donkey also. When I went to Tifrach, I didn't even think about the story. I went to Tifrach, I was only 10 years old, in Shivtana. And I look around for the basketball court, there's no basketball court. Look around for the baseball field, there's no baseball field. 
I'm a kid from America. I was like, what is going on here? What, what did my parents do to me? So I look around and I see in the desert, there's a donkey. Like, let's get a donkey. Like, like we have to do something. So I start, ch- I come back to Yeshiva. I, I must have been there only two, three days. The Yeshiva gets up in front of the whole Yeshiva and says, this crazy kid, he thinks he could come here from America and chase donkeys in the middle of Seder? What is wrong with this kid? I'm 10 years old. Like, look at Okay, anyway. The life of a kid from America. I caught him at the end. I did catch him. And I gave the guy... What? Why are you calling my Rashiva donkey? <laughs> anyway, I caught the donkey. We had a whole trick. I chased him from the other way. He would wait until you come 10 feet away from him, then he would run. So we went around, we chased him towards Tifrach, then a bunch of guys jumped on him, and we gave him to the guy that had a farm. It was great. It was probably owned by an Arab, one of the Bedouins, but that's a different story. It's Gufa, Omer Avi Erav Biraglov, and then you wonder how come that guy, uh, Shia Horowitz, who's my share, he's a famous, it's a terrible story. I'm not even going to say it. Okay. Lomashana, for a different time. Omer Rav Yehuda, he, he did tshuva. He's a chash of a guy now. He wrote Tzfarim, this book called by Yishaya Horowitz. But back in the day, the Roshiva chepped him so much that other things happened. Omer Rav Yehuda, Erav Biraglov B'yoyim Rishon, Ma'arav Biraglov Basheni. If, we just discussed it, you show up with your feet, you want to make an Erav with your presence, your physical being, you did it for the first day of Shabbos, then you must repeat it for Yontif. You did it for Yontif, you do it for Shabbos. Erev B'Pas B'Yim Rishon, Mar B'Pas B'Yim Shani. If you didn't leave the bread there, you got to do it again. Mar B'Pas B'Yim Shani. Erev B'Pas B'Yim Rishon, what if you did it with a piece of bread on the first day? Mar B'Ragla B'Shani. It's permitted to make an Erev for the second day. Why? You don't have to say anything. We said before, we already established, you don't, you don't have to say anything. Rabbi Yechim says, you just show up there, End the story. So you're not really making an Eruv. Here's a big Chiddush. Eruv b'raglo b'rishon, but what if he used himself as the Eruv? Ein ma'arav b'pas b'sheni. Then the second day you cannot use bread. Because bread requires words. You have to say, I'm putting this down for an Eruv. Shein ma'arvin batchilo b'pas. You can't start all over, you can't make a new Eruv on Shabbos, Riyantav, that's a chana, if you have to say the words. Eruv b'pas b'yem rishon, now the Gemara explains. When could I use the second day uh, Erev? Made out of bread. If I can't speak, so how can I make an Erev on the second day with a, with a loaf of bread? Because I'm using the same exact loaf of bread that I used for the first day. That's the only way I could do it. So if I use the bread first day, and I already said this is an Erev, and I take it home because I don't want the animals to eat it, then I bring it back for the second day, then I don't have to repeat anything. There's no deeper. I'm just using the same bread, put it in the same place. Shalom Yisrael. Omar Avashi, Daikanami, Masnisin, Diktani. I'll prove it to you from our Mishnah. Case of the Oisa, what's the case in the Mishnah? Right? We're talking about, we discussed this yesterday. You have a Shaliyah. By the way, yesterday, just real quickly, yesterday, Noam Fix told me that that was the worst share I ever gave in my life. The day before, he said it was the best year I ever gave in my life. And I take everything he says very, not personally, but I, I take it as constructive. Time out. Last night, it was the funniest thing. Last night, after Shir, Yisrael Goldstein from Bar Park says, Ellie, that was the best year you ever gave in your life. I, well, so, no, it's very possible. And then somebody else came on, and he said that he was on both Shir and he says, no one was right, it was a terrible Shir, but now it's much, much better. Okay, it's very possible. It's just, I thought it was very interesting. Go from the worst to the best, the best to the worst, and this guy says the best. 
It's unbelievable. Anyway, but I took his criticism. I'm. Was that uh, er, average is better than the worst and the best? Every day is the best. Okay, the best for me. He's the best I know knew how to give at that point in time. So yesterday's worst share, we said that if a guy has, he's a shliach, because he himself, if he himself is doing that, we explained yesterday, if he himself is doing it, then you don't need bread. He's there, you don't need a bread. So the shliach brings the bread over there, and then he's very worried. You can't leave a piece of bread, even today, you can't leave it out, outdoors, it's going to be eaten up. So he won't have an error for the second day. What does he do? He waits until nightfall, brings it back. Okay. So then he, he brings it the second day, and he waits until nightfall, and then he could eat it. So you see from here what he's seeing. That what? That you have to use the same bread. It says, it says that he brings the bread back home, and brings that bread back over there. So using the same bread. Is that a good raya? He just said that the only way, Omar pass, he must use the same bread. Look, it says in the Mishnah, he doesn't want the bread to be eaten up by an animal, so he brings it home and then he brings it back. It doesn't say he switches it around, it's the same bread. It says the Gemara is not a good raya. Perhaps the Mishnah is just telling you, you want, a good, you want a good advice, you don't want to lose your bread, so bring the same bread, use it. It's not telling you, not to use a different bread. It's just telling you, you want to save the bread, use the same bread, eat that bread. There's a way to get out of it and, and use it, not having the animals eat it, and then you could eat it itself. Says the Mishnah. So, it's, I find this fascinating, that one day before Rosh Hashanah, we're discussing Rosh Hashanah, and hopefully we'll have a much better understanding, because... I know me, myself, I have trouble grasping this idea of why is Rosh Hashanah two days in Eretz Yisrael? Always, two days. Pesach is only one day. Why Sukkot one day and all of a sudden Rosh Hashanah two days? Bezer Hashem, today we're going to understand why tomorrow Rosh Hashanah. It's unbelievable that one day before Rosh Hashanah we're discussing this. such unbelievable as Pratis. This is a calendar of today, of, of this year. I just... I know it's very small, but I, I try to enlarge the 29 and 1. In our day and time, we have a calendar. Rosh Hashanah is always on the 30th day. In other words, the month, a month, a Jewish month, could only be 29 days or 30 days. Every single year, the, the first day of Rosh Hashanah ends up right after the 29th day, which could also be, theoretically, the 30th day. In the time of the Migdash, when they didn't have calendars, so Rosh Hashanah could have either been on the 30th day, and that would make this a chaser month, 29 days, and the, final, the following month, Aleph Tishrei is, instead of the 30th day, it's Aleph Tishrei. Or, you can make this month, Elul, 30 days. So erase this, this wouldn't be Rosh Hashanah. You'd only have one day Rosh Hashanah falling out on Sunday. Right over here. On the 31st day, pretend, 31 days from the start of Elul. So again, in our day, it's always 29 days, and the beginning, Rosh Chodesh Tishrei, is always where it could have been the 30th day, but it's never the 30th. In the time of the Beis HaMikdash, depending on when the Edim show up, it's all dependent on the Edim. If they saw the moon, they didn't see the moon. So if the Edim come and say, they saw the moon, they'll make Rosh Chodesh, they'll make Rosh Hashanah right here, instead of day 30. 
But if they didn't see the moon, so then Elul is extended by one day. Elul goes to 30 days. And one, Rosh Chodesh Tishrei, the first day of Rosh Hashanah, would be what we have in this year, the second day of Rosh Hashanah. What's the problem? The problem is that Rosh Hashanah is the only Yantif that falls out on Rosh Chodesh. Sukkot and Pesach, we all know when Rosh Chodesh was, because we have 15 days to get the information. By the time the, the 15th day of the month comes, we know that they made Rosh Chodesh here. So it's obvious when, Rish Chodesh, when the first day of Sukkot is. We never have a Shiloh. But we have major problems in Eretz Yisrael, even in Eretz Yisrael. Even if you live a half hour away from the Mesa Mikdash, you might miss the boat. You might not know that somebody came and was Mekadosh the Chodesh. You don't know if Bezdin said, okay, right now on the 30th day, of Elul is, the, is Rosh Hashanah. You don't know that. Hi, there's no cell phone. There's no WhatsApp. They had a, a light, but t- I live in Bet Shemesh. Until I see it, it's too late. They came in the afternoon. Until they come, until they do. So they instituted what? You could also, do, you could also be Michal Yantav by mistake. You think it's not? You're, you're in your tractor. They instituted that Rosh Hashanah is two days. Now, is it two days of full Gdusha? Or is it two days of a Suffolk? The first day maybe is a Suffolk, and the second day is the real Gdusha. So Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Rabbi Yehuda says that it's actually, one is a Suffolk. One day is a Suffolk. Almost like in America, or in Chutzlar, it's the, the, the one day of Pesach. One day is 100% Pesach, is Yantif, and the second day is 100% not. It's just, we don't know. We're in America. We don't know what they did. It takes more than two weeks to go through the ocean and to get to America. So they said two days. But one day is 100% not. So, says Rabbi Yudha, if so, if that's the case, If a person is concerned that it's going to be an extended month or not extended. He doesn't know when it is. So going back to this case, every day is its own day. They're not connected to each other. It's not a continuous Rosh Hashanah day of 48 hours of pure Gdusha. It's just a repetition. It's just one day of Rosh Hashanah, and we're going to repeat it again another day of Gdusha because we don't know which one it is. Was Rosh Hashanah on the 30th or was Rosh Hashanah on the 31st? And therefore, I can make two Eruvs or two Eruvin. Here, the guy with the shoifer in his mouth, he makes the Eruv this way, and then two shoifers because it's the second day, he goes this way. It's like two separate, it's like a Shabbos and a Yantif. It's They have no connection to each other. I want to do the first day towards the east of Bashani Lemayr. Barishan Lemayr of Bashani Lemizrach, the same thing like we had before, easy stuff. I want an Eruv for the first day of Rosh Hashanah. I don't want an Eruv at all, and therefore allow me to go in every direction I want. Or I can make the Eruv only on the second day because they're individual days. They have no connection to each other. It's And the first day, I don't want an Eruv at all. And Rabbi Yaisi, as the Gemara is going to say, is Chachamim. Chacham don't agree with him. It's only Rabbi Yaisi who says this. He doesn't agree. He holds Kedusha Achas. And if it's Kedusha Achas, I can place one Eruv in one direction only, and that lasts me for two days, but I can't. Switch around, I can't pick and choose. 
Now, two more halachas that are identical to, the, to this halacha that we just learned. Vayid Omar Rabbi Yehuda, the same idea. Masne Odom al here is a person who wants to decide whether or not he could have truma. Here's the truma samaisris in small, in case you don't remember. And it's the first day of Rosh Hashanah, but he's not sure if it's Rosh Hashanah. Perhaps today is just a regular Sunday. So he makes a tenai in his head, and he says, and he says to himself, if today is Rosh Hashanah, it's usher to take Trumas HaMaisis on Rosh Hashanah. It's usher. So what I'm saying is, don't listen to me, Hashem. I'm saying stupidity, forget about it. But he doesn't eat the food. And then he goes on the second day and he says, if today is Rosh Hashanah, what I'm saying is, and what I said yesterday is the Trumas HaMaisis, and today, the second day, I could eat it. So he says that on the first day and the second day. The first day he cannot eat, the second day he could eat it. Either the second day is a weekday and he's allowed to take Trumas from Maestras, or the first day was a weekday and the Trumas from Maestras he took on the first day works for the second day. It was not even Shtusim. Very good. So then he eats it on the second day. So if an egg was laid on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, so Memanavshach. Either the first day of Rosh Hashanah is a weekday, I'm allowed to eat the egg on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Or if Rosh Hashanah was a yantif, so I'm allowed to eat an egg that was laid on the yantif on a Sunday. That's not a problem. So Memar Shach, I could eat it on the second day. They're all three the same halachas. The Gemara is going to explain this little chiddush in each one. And Rabbi Yossi doesn't admit to it. Rabbi Yossi, we say it every single Shabbos. You ever thought about this? What does hachalitzeinu mean? What does that word mean? Let's say, says the Gemara, says, says the Mishnah, that Rabbi Hirkana says that on Rosh Hashanah, which happens to be Rosh Chodesh, your masker is Chodesh. We talk about Rosh Chodesh. How? You say, we don't do it today, but he says he's supposed to. You should be Mizarizas. You should have enthusiasm for Rosh Chodesh. So he makes also tonight. If today is Rish Chodesh, then great. And if tomorrow it is, so I'm saying Shtusim now. And the next day he makes it tonight. He says, if today is Rish Chodesh, great. I'm saying Vachalitzenu. If it was yesterday, it's for yesterday. Okay. Says the Gemara, who's not admitting to this whole thing? The famous Chachamim that we had yesterday, who say that in a case of two Eruven, yeah? Two Eruvim, forget this. Shabbos and Yantav. I pulled out the wrong one. It doesn't lamish on it. Shabbos and Yantav, I can make according to Rebbe Lezer two Eruvim. Say, Chachamim, no. It's Gedusha Achas. Or Suffolk. They said it's Chamer Gamal. Suffolk. You cannot make two Eruvs. Those Chachamim. Moidim Chachamim le Rebbe Lezer. B'Rosh Hashanah, Shoye Yorei, Shemet Esaber. But on Rosh Hashanah, it's very different. On Rosh Hashanah, you're permitted, according to those Chachamim that argue, you're permitted to make two Eruvim. It makes a lot of sense. When you have a Shabbos and a Yontif, and they're connected, so Chacham say, I don't know if they're connected physically with a Gedusha. Everybody admits it's Shabbos, and everybody admits it's Yontif, and they're back to back, and it's 48 hours straight. Does the Gedusha continue and continue? I don't know. I have a Suffolk. But when it's two days of Rosh Hashanah, one of those days is a false day. It's not a real day. It's an invented day of Rosh Hashanah that we were scared that you're going to plow your field or whatever it is. So Mimela, in that case, Chacham admit, 
I can make an Erev to the west, and the other day make an Erev to the east. What's the problem? One day yes, one day not. And I'll make an Erev for the second day, and the first day no Erev at all. Oh, Rabbi Yaisi comes along. Who's the Chacham in our Mishnah? Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yaisi, Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi holds it's one Kedusha, one Erev for both days. You can't mix and match. So there's a very long Rashi here. Very interesting Rashi. Rashi says that in the Beis Hamikdash, the Levim give a shira every day, and that's what we see Shir Shayim every day, according to the Vilna Gain, on Sukkot is a special shir, on Rosh Hashanah a special shir. I don't know what the Ilam does here. Maybe a lot of people in Eretz Yisrael, they go with that Minog. You see from this Rashi, there was a concept that on a weekday, you say a weekday shear. Now, Rosh Hashanah in the morning, that could be Rosh Hashanah in the morning, you say the weekday shear. That they instituted, no matter what, you say the weekday shear. Even if we, it turns out to be Rosh Hashanah, weekday. Okay. The problem is that it once happens, says Rashi, that people didn't know that Adam came. They came very late after Mincha. And they said, oh, today's Rosh Hashanah. And the Tamid, you say the shear by the Tamid. The Tamid is in the morning and afternoon. And when it came to the afternoon's Tamid, they said a weekday shear. And that was no good. You have to say something else. They said, that shear. Bad news. So they instituted, you hear this, Rabbi says, it's crazy. They instituted that an Edim can never show up after Mincha. So that there shouldn't be problems. People shouldn't say the wrong shear. Okay. But what if the Edim do show up? Do show up, don't you admit that it is Rosh Hashanah? Look, they, they, they saw the moon. It should be Rosh Hashanah. So you see the Zigdusha, and it's one Gdusha that goes through and through. So we're turning now to the Aflamit Test, some of the base sponsored by Asher, Lil Nishmas' mother, Rezabas bin Yamin, and by the Tzaddik. I'm not even going to say his name. For his father, Mordechai Yosef ben Aaron, Listhaus. We're, we're, we're closing now. Rabbi, if anybody wants to do, turn the daf uh, this. We only have two people for next. What? Make it a great day. Make it a great day. You're right. Oh, I almost missed it. First time in the month. Make it a great day, Rabbi. Say. Somebody wants to make it a great day next month and not say that line. Uh, there's only two sponsors so far for turning the daf. It's available. We're starting Rosh, Rosh, Rosh Hashanah. It'll be such a long. Eventually, we'll have ten people. No, it comes more expensive. It's more expensive because it's more annoying. It's not pshat that the reason why we said that there's a Kedusha on the first day and there's always Kedusha on the first day whether the Edom come and don't come. It's not because there is a Kedusha and it's a one long Kedusha. It's just a Xero. We're concerned that if you, if you say there's no Kedusha on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, what happens next year? People might plow their fields during the day and not care about the Edom. Not realize that if Edom come, retroactive it was Rosh Hashanah, you shouldn't be plowing your field. So today we instituted that no matter what, there's Gdusha, and that's the end of the story. But it's not because there is Gdusha. There's not, no physical Gdusha. It's a Gzera Gdusha. Alright, this is easy stuff. We had three cases in the Mishnah that Rabbi Yehuda says that it's, you, there's two Gdushas. On two days of Rosh Hashanah, it's two separate Gdushas. That what? You can make two Eruvin, when you point at the food, at the tevel, right, this case, case number two, tevel, I could make a t'nai on one day of Rosh Hashanah and make the same t'nai on the second day of Rosh Hashanah and eat all the food on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. And what was the third thing? Anybody? 
a Beitzah an egg that was laid on one day of Rosh Hashanah, you could it on the second day. Two separate Kiddushas. Utsricha. The Ashmin Rosh Hashanah, Ba'akam, Rabbi Yehuda, Mishundalai, Kavad Midi, Ba'ayeruv, you don't do anything, Avakakala, the Mexican, Metak, and Tivla, but when you do this, you're fixing it by saying, you're, you're taking something that's not edible, you're fixing it on Yantiv. Amen, by the Rabbanon, you'd say that it's Osir. V'yashmin, and Hanitartan, if you'd say, Tevel. And Erev Mishum Delekelemigzalai, there's no concern. Ava Beitza, the Ikelemigzar Ba Mishum Peres, and Oishrim, the whole Machlegzim Sech Beitza. Why is an egg laid on Yantif? Also to eat then? Because you might come to confuse it with fruit that fell off a tree. It's the same idea. This fell off an animal, this fell off a tree, and pulling fruit off a tree is Koitzer, is a Deraisa. Memela, we made a Takana, Umishum Mashim Shazavu, or another man that says, for fruit juice, that's the Isser, but. Maybe we should take those gzeris and institute it here on Yantav. You should not be able to eat an egg that was laid on one day of Rosh Hashanah, on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Tzricha, all three. Tanya. So the, the Bryce just says another word. It's the same exact idea. He has two barrels instead of one, but the idea is identical. Gemara just explains it better. If today is a weekday and tomorrow is Rosh Hashanah, Tehezu Truma Azu, then I'm being Mafresh Truma. And if today is Rosh Hashanah and tomorrow is just a weekday, what I'm saying is not even Shtusim. And it becomes Truma, and he puts it on the side. And, the, and tomorrow, the, the second day of Rosh Hashanah, he repeats the same thing. And he makes the truma on the second day, and, but on the second day he could eat it. Notice, the first day he can't eat it because it might be a real Rosh Hashanah and he cannot be mafresh truma or maestros on Rosh Hashanah. On the second day, Mimman of Shachi could eat it. Rabbi Yossi says it's awesome. Now, we want to just concentrate on this line right over here because this is the line that's going to take us down to the bottom of the Ahmad. V'chein haya Rabbi Yossi Oyser. Rabbi Yossi would also ask Bishnei Yom Tovim Shal Goliyos. This is going to explain to us what exactly is happening with Rosh Hashanah and Pesach in America. That's where I spend Pesach a lot of times, most of the times, <coughs> besides this year. And Be'ez Hashem. V'chein haya Rabbi Yossi Oyser Bishnei Yom Tovim Shal Goliyos. Look at Rashi for a second. It's 22 lines from the top. I counted it already. 22 lines from the top. You see it? V'chein haya Rabbi Yossi Oyser Bishnei Yom Tovim Shal Goliyos. Says Rashi, Kigoyim Beis Yomim Shal Pesach, Vatzeres Vesukas. Two days of Pesach, Shavuos Sukas. Shatayra Imra Yoyim Echol Chabasan. Minatayra, there's only one, one day and one day only. Uba Goylan in America and in Manchester and in South Africa. Oisin Shnei Yomim. Why did they make two days? Mipnei Shurech Choykim in Bezdin Vein Yoydim in Hukbu Tishrei Ben Nisam Biyoyim Shleishim Biyoyim Shleishim Echad. In South Africa, how in the world are they going to know what they did in the Beis Hamikdash? In those days, no phones, no trains. It takes a lot more than two weeks to get there. How are you going to know it? And therefore, I know when Rosh Chodesh was last year, so I know what last month, so I count either 15 days or 16 days. That's the max. The, the most a, a month could be is 29 or 30 days. So I'll make my own cheshven. I'll be makben on both days of Yantiv. I'll make two days of Yantiv. But one of those days is 100% Chalamayid. 100%, not even a Shiloh. One of them is weekday, weekday. 
And he continues, how come Rosh Hashanah is not called Goliath? Even Yerushalayim, in Eretz Yisrael, the reason why there's two days Rosh Hashanah, because maybe the Edom came very late in the day, and it was too late to let everybody know that we, we accept it today as Rosh Hashanah. Everybody has to keep two days Rosh Hashanah, even in Eretz Yisrael. It explains the whole thing. Now I'm going into Rosh Hashanah with a much better understanding of what's going on here. What you all knew before, I just discovered today. Says the Gemara like this. They brought venison. They brought deer. Somebody, a guy, captured a deer. Now, if a guy captures a deer on Yantif, also for you to use, says Rashi, the famous Bechdeshi, however long it takes to go out, set up your trap, capture that deer, let's say it takes two hours, so Matzah Yantif, you cannot eat it for two hours. Bechdeshi They brought it to where? To the Reish Golos. This is the Yantif Rishon Shigolis, Vishtachid Biyayim, Yantif Sheni. Fine. They captured on, 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 on the first day of, of Yontav and they brought it on the second day. We're talking about a regular Pesach in America, in Bavel, right? In Bavel. Chutzlars. Where's the Rajgals in Bavel? Now, Rav Nachman and Rav Chizda ate from the venison. Rav Sheshis Loyachal. Rav Sheshis holds what? It's like a Kedusha Arichta. It's Kedusha Achas. One Kedusha. They say, listen, only one of the two days is Yantif. So when Manavshach says Rav Nachman Rav Chizda, if he captured it on a Sunday, just a weekday, the guy's allowed, I'm allowed to eat it on Monday. And if Sunday was Yantif, I'm allowed to eat it on Monday because it's already 24 hours went by. It's much more than Bechdei Shiasu. But Rav Sheshes holds no. It's Gdusha Arichta. What am I going to do? And he says, what should I do? How could I eat it? The Tani Isi. And it's more of a kasha. How could I eat it? Rabbi Yossi said that it's one long thing. Rabbi Yossi never said this. Rabbi Yossi said a halacha about Rosh Hashanah. He never said that Yantif in America has, has one long dusha. In Eretz Yisrael, there's two days of Rosh Hashanah and there's one Gdusha Arichta, but not in Chutz Laaretz. let's just finish this line because everybody has to go. Why does it say the word Goliath? Goliath means in America. Bagoyla means more of like in Eretz Yisrael, not in Golus, in Bagoyla. Fine. Let's stop here. I know it's the middle of a line. Uh, we're doing okay. Raboisai, have a wonderful day. I'm going to run to Slichas. Um, the Oilam should uh, stick around if they can to say something to Hillim. Have a wonderful day. I, I am sorry I can't talk to the Oilam on Zoom. Everybody have a great day.